Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and it's just going to be me rapping at you today uh, with some hopefully inspirational words that you can carry with you throughout your days, weeks, months, hopefully years. And today we're going to be talking about belief. Belief in miracles, belief in your own body as a miracle. And so, so yeah, so we'll get right into it. Um, but first, a little bit of housekeeping. I don't think I've mentioned my Facebook group in a hot minute. So, um, so if you want to join us there, it is Mind Body Masters. Mind Body is one word. And uh, it's, it's growing. It's a growing group. Um, not a whole lot of action on there yet. There's so many other like Facebook TMS groups where there's a lot more feedback that's able to be had. So, um, so yeah, so while we're growing, um, you know, please join us there. I'm uh, pretty bad at um, keeping up with social media. I just, um, I'm working on that. I'm working on providing more daily content. Um, but, but yeah, so hopefully there will be more action in that group, uh, in the weeks and months to come, but for now, just, just hang out there and you probably won't get too much spammy action from it. Um, so it won't hurt to join. And then also if you can take a moment to like and rate and subscribe on iTunes, that would be awesome and much appreciated. I've got a review of the week that I'm going to read to you guys. And this review comes from a username called Getting Well. And Getting Well says, thank you, Caitlin. That was a great episode. I can relate to it so much, especially the worrying about my husband and being cared for by him. I have lived a childhood full of trying to please my mentally ill mother and alcoholic father and think I have to keep doing it. Also, to live in the moment. It's like you were speaking directly to me. Great information. Thank you so much. And thanks for opening up about um, life and and the struggles that we, many, many of us face. And so I am glad to be a small part in your journey of having yeah, your eyes open to the fact that boundaries are okay and you don't have to keep people pleasing and you know, you're you're allowed to say no otherwise your body will say it for you. And so today I would love to talk to you guys about belief and and miracles and stories. And so I'm going to start off today with a a little blurb from the book, A Course in Miracles. Now, I haven't talked much about the spiritual side of healing, but if you're someone who is a spiritual person, whether it be through a religion or just through nature or through the universe or the law of attraction or whatever it is, um, I believe that can help you a lot in your journey. And, you know, believing in something greater than oneself is very empowering and it kind of takes the burden off your shoulders a little bit. Um, and so whatever that means to you, um, you know, if you recognize that there is some kind of universal force that is beating your heart and growing your fingernails and, you know, making the trillions of cells in your body work harmoniously together without your conscious input, 
um, then I believe that that will help you greatly in your journey towards feeling better. And so today is uh, a little blurb from Lesson 132 in A Course in Miracles. And the title of it is, I loose the world from all I thought it was. What keeps the world in chains but your beliefs? And what can save the world except yourself? Belief is powerful indeed. The thoughts you hold are mighty, and illusions are as strong in their effects as the truth. A madman thinks the world he sees is real and does not doubt it. Nor can he be swayed by questioning his thoughts effects it is but when their source is raised to question that the hope of freedom comes to him at last yet salvation is easily achieved for anyone is free to change his mind and all his thoughts change with it now the source of thought has shifted for you, for to change your mind means you have changed the source of all ideas you think or ever thought or yet will think you free the past from what you thought before. You free the future from all ancient thoughts of seeking what you do not want to find. The present now remains the only time. Here in the present is the world set free. For as you let the past be lifted and release the future from your ancient fears, you find escape and give it to the world. You have enslaved the world with all your fears, your doubts and miseries, your pain and tears, and all your sorrows press on it and keep the world a prisoner to your beliefs. Death strikes it everywhere because you hold the bitter thoughts of death within your mind. The world is nothing in itself. Your mind must give it meaning, and what you behold upon it are your wishes acted out so you can look on them and think them real. Perhaps you think you did not make the world, but came unwillingly to what was made already, hardly waiting for your thoughts to give it meaning. Yet in truth, you found exactly what you looked for when you came. There is no world apart from what you wish, and herein lies your ultimate release. Change but your mind on what you want to see, and all the world must change accordingly. So what are beliefs that you hold about health and wellness and pain in your body? We as humans are just a conglomeration of all that we've been taught, all that we've felt, and all that we've experienced all we hear, all we see, all we feel in our environment. Often we have unconscious beliefs that are running the entire show. Now, before I discovered Sarno and healing back pain, I had a strong belief in this idea that old injuries stick around. I had beliefs that sometimes our structures are just too far gone and nothing can be done for pain. I had beliefs that chronic pain required a lifetime of maintenance and careful calculated moves so as to preserve the level of comfort I was feeling in any moment. Because I believed all of these things, I also believed them to be true for my patients. And sometimes I would look at someone's x-rays or scans and at least think to myself that there was nothing that could be done for them. I knew all along, though, that beliefs were important, so I tried not to put doubt and hopelessness into their minds because I thought maybe, maybe they could overcome what I thought. Our beliefs shape our life experience and what we hold in our minds about what we view as true within our bodies 
ends up becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm really lucky because I found Sarno and because he made really logical scientific sense to me. And because he made such sense to me, I immediately changed my beliefs about my body. I had believed that I would just always have a fragile spine and tension all around the muscles of my neck and my spine and my hips. I believed that I would throw out my back and neck several times throughout the year and that I'd be laid up for four to eight weeks each time. I believed that yoga was dangerous for me. I believed that my bed was the root of my pain. I believed that sit-ups were bad for my back. I believed that the couch was my enemy, and I believed that disc herniations were impossibly bleak spinal abnormalities that would lead to a lifetime of pain. Now, so the reason that belief in the TMS diagnosis is so important is because without it, that means that you still have some programs running like I had running. Programs that hold beliefs that say that the body can't reach a state of homeostasis. Beliefs that you're the exception and that this can't be true for you. Before I read Healing Back Pain, I had never heard anyone ever say that herniations were benign and harmless. Never. I felt a weight lifted off of my consciousness in the moment that that entered my awareness. And one by one, each belief I had about my body was knocked down and replaced with new beliefs. I now believe that my spine can degenerate and herniate and narrow and rupture and do whatever the heck it wants, and I can still be pain-free. I now believe that no matter what imbalance my body finds itself in, it's merely a reflection of my mind And my mind is where I will turn to figure it all out, if it's meant to be figured out. With an absolute belief in your body's capacity to come back to balance comes an absolute fearlessness with whatever arises. And so it's only when we fall back into that fear or doubt that we are actually not completely in a state of belief. Belief in TMS or belief in your body's ability to heal cannot actually coexist with fear. Our bodies are miracles. Our bodies perform miracles all day long. Our bodies are adaptable and self-regulating and capable of handling its inner shiftings and all the changes that come with living life on this planet. Your body is breathing for you, beating your heart for you, growing your hair, your nails, your skin, digesting your food, and eliminating what doesn't serve it. All without your conscious input, awareness, or say. Your body is a literal miracle, and if you're in pain, it's likely that you don't quite believe that yet. Or at least you don't believe it right now. You likely... Don't believe it because maybe you've been told by the media or your parents or your teachers that your body is wrong or imperfect or unacceptable or fallible or fragile. The collective unconscious and your unconscious 
is riddled with yeah buts that stop every single empowered thought about your body from reaching the light of consciousness. Just as there are no trees in the forest that are bad, there are no human bodies that are wrong either. You, exactly as you are, are perfect. And your body is working tirelessly for you around the clock, and yet we forget about this pure, unconditional love that it feeds to us all the time. We condemn it, and we insult it, and we resent it, and we think it's working against us when we feel unwell, but it's not. It's not betraying you, even though it feels like that sometimes. Your body is a magical self-healing organism. By its very nature, it can return to balance so long as it's not in a constant state of fight or flight. And it's the stories that we tell ourselves about our bodies that can either relax us or stress us out. Our stories about our bodies create our beliefs. Our beliefs then literally create our bodies. So what is the story that you tell yourself about your body from day to day? Do you tell yourself that your condition is forever? Your body is a self-healing organism. By its very nature, it can return to balance so long as it's not in a constant state of fight or flight. It's the stories that we tell ourselves about our bodies that can either relax us or stress us out. Our stories about our bodies create these beliefs. Our beliefs then literally create our bodies. So what is the story that you tell yourself about your body from day to day? Do you tell yourself that your condition is forever? Do you tell yourself the story that maybe the doctor did when she told you that you just have to manage for the rest of your life on a cocktail of medications? Do you believe that your surgery left permanent damage? Do you believe that Lyme's symptoms can't resolve? I don't believe any of those things for you or anyone else. So, how can you work on shifting your limiting beliefs and begin to tell a new story? The other day, I watched this Netflix special called Miracle. It was essentially a magic show, and I did not expect to see what I saw. Like it, And I'm not saying that magic is real. Uh, well, I do believe in magic. But it was um, this guy named Darren Brown. That's D-E-R-R-E-N, Brown. And during the second half of the show, he wanted the audience to experience what it was like being at an evangelical faith healing of sorts. So he had everyone stand up, close their eyes, and he said something like, we're going to do some faith healing and I'm going to heal you. And he's kind of speaking to a skeptical audience, but he goes on to say, you've just got to go with it. You're obviously not the right audience for this. You're not primed for it. And it's okay to be skeptical and even repulsed by it. But beneath all that, there are some aspects that are useful. So if you go with me on this, it has the power to profoundly change how you feel, both emotionally and physically. 
And so then he has them all stand up and he had them close their eyes and he takes them through almost like a guided visualization where he asked them to imagine their best selves. And then the stage lights kind of face out onto the audience and they brighten, 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 brighten. And he has them imagine that this best and healthiest version of themselves just moves into their bodies. And he asks, did anybody experience a healing? And literally a line extended from the stage all around the back of the auditorium. And these people were just baffled to suddenly have no pain in places that were chronically pained. I believe that the folks that experienced those healings might be the kinds of people or personalities that would make a good candidate for either hypnotism or maybe good candidates for a so-called Sarno book cure. They were open and ready to receive a new story. And this particular environment allowed them to all act as if their problem wasn't a problem. There's a story that you tell yourself every day, like, I've got a bad back and it's just my cross to bear. And this kind of healing, which Darren Brown admitted isn't coming from him in the slightest, stops that story, if only for just a moment or several moments. That kind of pattern interrupt makes you stop and question it for the first time ever, maybe. And even if every single audience member was an actor, the message is still very inspirational to me. The message is that you are a miracle. Your body can shed its stories and begin new ones. It comes down to kind of like a perpetual choice between love and fear. Do you fear your body and the messages it's giving you? Or do you love it unconditionally as it loves you? Now, many of our, our stories might just be on autopilot, just running over and over and over in your head without even your conscious awareness. But if you can begin to become aware of your own stories, I encourage you to catch them and write them down and maybe try on the idea of living as if you never told yourself that story in the first place. Live, live as if you first went to a physician who looked at your MRI and said, yep, you're a normal human being and your MRI tells me that your body is changing perfectly and that's okay. Live as if you were never told that migraines run in your family. Live as if you are empowered by your past, having made it through, and now you choose to see it as a springboard for your expansion and your growth. Live as if anyone who might have wronged you was deeply hurting themselves, and the wrong that they per perpetrated was not personal nor a reflection on you. Live as if you're worthy of all the love and all the acceptance, all the compassion, and even if you find yourself alone right now, question the story of loneliness too and give yourself radical self-love, radical self-acceptance, and radical self-compassion. Treat yourself with stories of empowerment. 
your trillions of cells that are all working for you will follow in kind. All right, if we had a healing here tonight, that's a wonderful thing, and that release and that relief can stay with you. But if you are taking pills for something, you do need to continue to take your pills, right? Or if you've got a condition that needs checking out, do get it checked out. And maybe don't throw your glasses away quite yet. Danielle, you may still need them at some point. The miracle here is not the healing power of the Lord or magic tricks or floating people in the air. The miracle is the fact that a lifetime of chronic pain can just disappear in an instant when we tell ourselves a different story. The moment you entertain the notion that a healing might be moving through the room, those symptoms can just go. And that is so much more beautiful and resonant to me because it isn't about the power of God, it's about the power of us as human beings. So it's real. That's a miracle. Here's another miracle. The fact that you are sat there right now. The fact that you specifically are sat there, that you are specifically you, as opposed to you being someone else, some other permutation of DNA. What are the chances you even exist? What does that even mean? What is that? One of your father's 12 trillion sperm with half your name on it, just happening to collide with one of your mother's thousands of eggs with the other half of your name on it. And that's just your parents having you. It had to be specifically your grandparents having specifically your parents too. You've got to multiply those odds down every generation of human or humanoid kind. You are undeniably at one end of your very own perfect, unbroken ancestral chain that starts with you and goes right the way back to the very first single-celled organism seven billion years ago. That is a miracle. And we can remember that when we tell ourselves we're a bit fat or our lives are a bit rubbish. This is the one life and the one body we have. We can tell ourselves a different story about it at least. We can be kinder to ourselves. And therefore to others as well because we're all doing it. We're all telling ourselves those unhelpful stories. All of us, everyone you meet is dragging around their own heavy case of brick. Hard to remember all of this, of course, I realize when you're just trying to get ahead and get through your day and get to the thing you're trying to get to. And I think what's important though, sometimes when we remember, is to mentally stop time and return to that present moment and how we're treating ourselves and each other in that moment. Because it's only the present moment that has the power to be utterly compelling and rich and vibrant as if that moment were your first or as if it were your last.
You are the miracle. It's as if all of human history led up to the moment you were born. Every word, act, glance, decision, occurrence, experience played a part in your conception. You, in all your imperfect perfection, your eyes and the way you see things, your hands and how you feel them, your voice, the way you laugh, your mind and how you think, your heart, the way you love, and of it coming together to create the one and only unimaginable you. And still I know sometimes you forget who you are in this thing called life. You become paralyzed by all the world has to offer and in turn forget how much you have to offer in return. You feel like everyone is moving forward while you feel you are stuck, motionless, without purpose. Living but not alive. You listen to your story that you're not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not strong enough, not worth it, not special. And I know it's easy to feel so small in such a big world. Easy to feel insignificant in the midst of so much movement. So easy to forget who and what you are. A miracle. You are an event so extraordinary that it is inexplicable by nature or science or logic. You think you're ordinary because there are so many people like you. Even maybe you think they're better than you. And you become so blinded by all the extraordinary around you that you lose sight of your own unique beauty. If only you could look through a different lens. If only you could see what I see. I see you. And from where I stand, you are as incredible as you are improbable. I have and never will see anything exactly like it. And I know that living here on this planet isn't always easy. There are times when the odds seem totally stacked up against you but that's okay because you're good with odds. Your mere existence defies the laws of odds. And so the next time you feel like you don't have a purpose, recognize how much has gone into your being here and realize that it can't all be for nothing. The next time you feel like you're not special or unworthy of feeling good, Understand that there is and never will be anyone else like you ever. And the next time you wish you weren't alive, remember that you're a product of statistical improbabilities. You're a mathematical miracle, uniquely you, and nothing could be more perfect. I like to imagine that this life is a waking dream because it is. When we have a nightmare and we imagine in our dream that we're late for class or we're 
failing a test or our partner is leaving us or cheating on us or something where we wake up in a sweat and our heart is pounding, that was all created by our minds. And we wake up and we suddenly feel relieved that it was just a dream. But what if we could wake up from our waking dream and realize that it was all created by our minds as well? Imagining that you're an actor in a dream amongst a bunch of other actors in their dreams. What's the role that you're playing? Are you playing the role of sickness? Are you playing the role of defeat, of hopelessness? You can decide right now to wake up from that dream or walk off the stage. You can go backstage and rewrite the story. You can believe a new ending into creation and live as if it were already here. As Joe Dispenza said, the hardest part about change is not making the same choices of thought as you did the day before. Build your new story because your old story is not serving you. And so we'll end it here. Thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I hope that instilled at least a modicum of hope in your hearts. I believe every single word I said. And, um, you know, sometimes it can take a little time to believe in yourself, believe in your body's capacities. And that's why I think so many people love healing, hearing healing stories because we're all pretty much the same in our human bodies. We're all different, but we're all pretty much the same. And we're all products of our thoughts and emotions and feelings up to this point. And those thoughts and emotions and feelings feed into our stories and our stories then feed into those feelings. And so I think creating your own new story is probably the most powerful gift you can give yourself. Well, thanks for tuning in today, guys. I so appreciate your dedication and support and love and all of the wonderful feedback I've been getting so far. And uh, I've got one of my favorite interviews that I've had perhaps ever coming up next week. So you don't want to miss next week's episode. And uh, yeah, we'll send you off for today. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and uh, we'll see you next week.